This is the Glasses by Day Geek by Night podcast. I'm Matt and today I'm going to be reviewing the Marvels. So I will say firstly that I'd still hate Brie Larson. I, I really tried. I did. I, I switched it on and I was like, yeah, I'm going to really give it a go. I'm really going to try and take to her this time. No, still hate her. Can't take to her. She's not my miss. She's not my Captain Marvel. She just doesn't need to be there. Do you know what I mean? I kind of feel like who did the casting for Captain Marvel? They were just like, Meh. who did the casting for this film? In fact, there was some awful acting in this film. Um, I just can't take to her, especially. All things considered, though, the film, it isn't awful. It's it's closer to awful than brilliant, let's put it that way, but it's not awful, okay? I felt it was a little bit indulgent. I've said it before that I believe that Marvel needs to be focusing on films and series that we're all bothered by, so in my eyes, Avengers and Spider-Man are their big hitters. Why are we waiting so long to get a new Avengers film or a Spidey film? It just doesn't need to happen. I kind of feel like we also have think you know, they now own the rights to Fantastic Four and X-Men, and we're just waiting around for them. That said, I will talk about X-Men later on in the uh, in the review, so let, we will get to that. Uh, I'm not saying that you know, like the series that they haven't brought out haven't been good either, do you know what I mean? That, yeah, we have had some, some good series along the way. Um, I just wish that they bring out a film that, you know, like one of these films that, you know, like I'm not as bothered by the characters that it surprised me in some way that it brought something along and I went, wow, that was great. That I just don't think this was it. Um, you know, Iman Villani, who plays um, Kamala Khan, Miss Marvel, she's entertaining. The fangirl stuff at the start of the uh, film was a little bit much, I thought, and yeah, it carried on throughout the film, to be fair. Um, her screaming all the time was doing my head in as well. I'm just not sure if she just can't scream. She's not a great actor at showing you know, fear or what. I don't know, but it just didn't work for me. Um, Samuel L. Jackson, entertaining as usual. Keep keep giving him the role. He, he wants to do it. He's, he's fun in the role. Why not? Um, my favourite character by far in the film is Goose the Cat. He's He's just brilliant. I feel like he's the best actor in the whole film. So, the premise behind the movie is that Darben, the new Ronin, uh, well, female Ronin, um, she's um, found the Cosmic Bangle. Can't remember the name of what it was, so Cosmic Bangle seems relatively apt. And the, the Bangle is the same as Kamala's from Miss Marvel, if you've watched Miss Marvel anyway. Um, and with it, she can open jump gates. So, if you think of jump gates, think Guardians of the Galaxy. Remember those hexagonal things that come across the, guy, the sky when they're about to jump through light speed? Yeah, that's it. So, these jump gates are unstable and aren't closing. Um, she's using them to steal natural resources from planets that Carol Danvers has called home. Because Carol basically destroyed her planet. Well done, Carol. Um... Carol is called by Nick Fury to check out an anomaly, while Monica Rambeau, who has powers because of WandaVision, first three episodes of WandaVision are pretty poor, but it gets pretty good towards the end. So Monica is checking out the anomaly in the jump gate by Earth. And they both decide that it's a good idea to touch these anomalies. Don't know why you would ever do that. Nick Fury makes a joke, don't touch the shit, basically. Uh, as they both touch the anomalies, they both come 
cosmically entangled with Kamala, who is wearing the other cosmic bangle. They then go through this elaborate switch-in-place comedic teleporting few scenes, which ends with them going on a cosmic road trip across the stars together. Um, it sounds like it should be a pretty cool film, but it's, it just wasn't. It left me wanting. Um, like I said, not awful, but nowhere near brilliant. Acting wasn't brilliant in it whatsoever. Um, the singing planet left me cringing. It was unnecessary. Kittens eating everyone was brilliant. I'll, I'll give you that one. Not awful, brilliant. Definitely the best part of the movie. Genius, in fact. Um, Zoe Ashton's acting as Darben. I hate to say it was awful. I just I got nothing from her. You know, I don't know if it's, she just wasn't asked or what, but I just didn't get anything from her. Um, I love Kamala's family. Loved them in Miss Marvel. Um, they made me laugh. Um, I think I was probably needed because comedy was the only thing that we were getting from this in the end. Um, all ends up a little predictable for my liking. They end up um, loving switching places and they become one with each other and they're teleporting around, punching and all this crap. Um, they beat Darben and then she gets the upper hand on him and um, dies because um, she causes a rift in the universe that destroys her and you know, is going to destroy the universe. So, um, trust me, if you watch me, watch it, you'll get what I mean when I say it's predictable. Um, Captain Marvel and Miss Marvel blast Monica with enough energy to close the rift. The only problem is that she has to do it from the other side. Oh no, what are we going to do? So, Carol tries her best to um, get, get her in time, but she fails. The rift closes and she's left in space. She literally sheds one tear, then, you know... She just lost their niece. She sheds literally one tear, one second, literally. Lands back on the ship. Consoles Miss Marvel without showing any emotion whatsoever. And I'm, st- I'm like thinking, did you film this scene before you knew what you were upset about? So Kamala was more upset than you and I just don't understand that. So Carol then goes and reignites Hala's son after you like, she basically destroyed the planet. Kamala goes to Earth. Nicey, nicey, smiley, smiley. So what I will say about the film is, and it was it was basically, you know, they said this all along, that it was going to set up new things in the MCU, and to be fair, it did. So the post-credit scenes, on the other hand, they are pretty decent. So Kamala recruiting Kate Bishop is pretty cool. Okay, yeah, that was probably one of the, the better series in my eyes. I enjoyed Hawkeye. Um which is one of the reasons why I'm like, why are we getting an Echo series? She was barely a secondary character in that. It was just, it's unnecessary. Um, Monica in the other universe, on the other hand, is genius. I kind of feel like this is what we needed. It was, this is one of the things, the the only thing in the whole film that's gone, yeah, I'm, I'm on board with that. That surprised me a little bit. So she's, it just opens so many doorways into new and better stories than the Marvels. Um, this is the way to bring the X-Men into the universe without wondering where have they been all this time. I reckon they could merge universes in Secret Wars, Avengers Secret Wars, quite easily, and no one would give a damn whatsoever. So, all in all, I give the film a 6 out of 10, and most of those points are because of the cats and the post-credit scenes. It, like a few of the more recent Marvel movies, needed more care and time that they just didn't get. So, it still scores higher for me than Thor Love and Thunder and that god-awful Doctor Strange movie. So I'm Matt and this has been my review of the Marvels for 
the Glasses by Day Geek by Night podcast. Thanks for listening. 